It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. Success depends far less on luck than it does on doing the correct things in the success process. We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, two of my favorite people in the world, truly a power couple with some powerful principles for success. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. Success is most definitely a favorite topic of mine, and success stories are my favorite stories. These are two things I've mentioned many times on this podcast. Exploring how people become successful fascinates me because while it's conceivable that someone could become successful in the financial sense due strictly to luck, the proverbial lotto winner or someone accidentally discovering oil on their land, these kinds of successes are very relatively few and extremely far between. And typically, successes, financial or otherwise, based on luck, are also not sustainable which makes sense because they were not built on a proper foundation. It's why so many athletes, actors, and others who at a very young age and very quickly went from financially poor to financially wealthy often end up financially broke or even deep in debt. I think that's a principle we all recognize. Now, is a certain amount of luck ever involved in one becoming successful and financially wealthy? Usually at some point, but even then, as the saying goes, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. In other words, the person was ready when their shot came. Had they not planned, prepared, created the proper habits, worked hard, and done that which was needed to be done, then the lucky bray could have stared them right in the face and provided a welcome mat, and they wouldn't have known what to do with it. Or even if they knew, it would have been beyond their abilities. No, success leaves clues, and typically, people who are successful got there not because of luck, but because they did the correct things in the success process that allowed them, that enabled them to be successful. They had a burning desire. They learned what to do. They took action on what they learned. They stayed persistent in the face of endless rejections, slip-ups, many failures, perhaps major failures. And they had the belief in themselves and their mission to keep on going long past the point where the unsuccessful quit. In a moment, we're going to meet a couple who, in my opinion, embodies everything good about humanity, about business, and about success. They're now the co-hosts of an immensely popular and successful podcast, but what they did to achieve massive success in their original careers is truly magnificent and they'll share some wonderful lessons with us. Heath Oaks and Jenny and Chando coming up right after this. Do you struggle with asking for and obtaining referrals? Without ongoing prospects to present to, it doesn't matter how fantastic your product or service is, you can't help those you can't get in front of. 
Regardless of how successful you are, you know that the market and even your customers or clients' situations can change and change quickly. What you don't want is to be back to where you're scrounging for new prospects. No, you want to be in front of those who can buy from you and those who want to buy from you. Best way to accomplish that is through endless referrals. Referred prospects are easier to set the appointment with. They buy faster, and they're much more likely to refer you to others. For more than 30 years, I've helped thousands of sales professionals serve more people and make a lot more money doing so. Join me for our two-day live workshop, Endless Referrals, The Go-Giver Way, and let's customize your Endless Referrals system together. For more information, visit EndlessReferrals.com or click on the link in the show notes. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy Award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines. That, in a way, only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. But the headlines are simply a jumping-off point. This duo takes it from there to give the audience a second shot and pull a life lesson from the news of the day. The goal is inspiration, motivation, and up-leveling your life. That's the description of their podcast, named Second Shot, and it's a good, accurate description. However, before chatting with them, I'd like to tell you something about them, because while their accomplishments are a jumping-off point for me, it's the story of their grit and determination in building their individual careers before they ever met, which tells us so much about why this young power couple is able to make such a difference in people's lives now through their extremely popular Second Shot podcast. Heath Oaks considers himself a millennial who has failed his way to success. In fact, he even wrote a book about it titled Ignorance on Fire, and I'll just tell you, it's a fantastic book. Heath went from dealing with dyslexia and barely graduating high school to having a very, very successful career in sales, starting from about as scratch as you can get, knocking on doors to building two highly successful insurance agencies before the age of 23. He was then hired as the youngest territory sales manager in colonial life history. He's now been with the company for more than 10 years and leads a sales team of more than 600 people. With a passion for empowering others to believe in themselves no matter the circumstances, he's a huge believer in Zig Ziglar's philosophy, you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Heath also has a passion for investing in commercial and residential real estate, and he's currently the co-owner of a restaurant and bar in Tyler, Texas called The Garage Bar. Jenny Chando is an Emmy Award-winning news anchor, host, and reporter. She's worked for CBS, NBC, and Fox at TV stations all over the country and was recently co-host of the nationally syndicated broadcast Morning Dose. Previous to Morning Dose, she served as an anchor and reporter for top-rated Fox 4 News in Dallas, serving as the single host of the Saturday and Sunday morning broadcasts. In attaining her first opportunity in the news business, however, the persistence she showed is what turned out to be the difference maker, and we'll learn more about that in just a bit. Jenny now also works as a media coach and mentor to individuals and businesses looking to book interviews and gain the confidence needed to effectively get their message across on camera. She's a passionate volunteer, community servant, and advocate for the causes that matter most to her, and as someone who struggled with an eating disorder for more than a decade, Jenny is an outspoken champion of eating disorder education and solutions. 
As a first-generation college student, she's committed to literacy and education, believing that if you can read, you can truly achieve anything. She has also served as volunteer for Reading Partners, The Reading Seed, and multiple other literacy-based organizations. Heath Oaks and Jenny Anchando have been married for three and a half years, and now together they host a wonderful podcast titled Second Shot. You can find out more about that and subscribe at secondshotpodcast.com. There's also a follow-up show that Jenny hosts called Second Shot Sit-Downs, where she interviews some fascinating guests. Check out the show notes for all links to the podcast and to everything Heath and Jenny themselves. And this really wouldn't be complete without my adding that they're the parents of little two-year-old Brighton Valentina, who happens to be absolutely adored by her uncle Bobby, who just happens to be me. Welcome, my friends. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Oh my gosh, what an introduction. Yeah, Miss Brighton loves you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, she's, that she's sleeping as we do the interview. <laughs> uh, and I bet she looks so cute. And oh, she yeah. is anyway, even when she's not sleeping. Anyway, yeah. so before we get to your personal how you did it stories, which which really in this case is so important because you both individually created the American dream for yourselves um, through doing exactly what needed to be done. First, though, I want you to tell us about your podcast, Second Shot. I love the very premise of it, and I've listened, and it's fantastic. So how do you describe it? Oh, thank you so much, Bob. We have so much fun doing it. The podcasting world is just amazing. We're huge fans of your show, too. So thank it's you, thank really you. just an honor to be able to, to chat with you and be on here. And, you know, the, the premise of Second Shot is that we take a news headline, and then instead of giving opinions on the news, we take a second shot at it to pull out a life lesson, a business lesson, a mm -hmm. family lesson, um, to take a second shake, take a second take at it. Um, the idea being, you know, Heath has such a strong business background and then my background of course is in journalism and media. So it was just kind of a good combination for both of us to use our skill sets and kind of, you know, banter back and forth and then find out what we can come up with, you know, what we can pull out of the news in terms of something positive. Mm -hmm. And it, you all do something very brave, by the way, braver than I would ever, ever do. And that is you actually do it without knowing what the headlines are going to be beforehand. I, or you, you sort of do it, I guess, last minute. You agree on an idea and you go from there and you really don't know what the other is going to say about it. You just sort of play off one another, right? That, that's kind of the key of it. I'm, I'm letting her do most of the talking because my, my voice is about gone, I guess, from Thanksgiving and all the pollen that East Texas where I'm from. But um, yeah, because the key to, to me is that we all know the headlines. So everybody individually has done their research and kind of has their idea of where they're going. But we, we don't want to know what each other's going to do or say because we want that little bit added, um, you know, you never know what's coming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it always adds it for very interesting and entertaining shows, uh, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. the of surprise I think is what's special and sometimes I'll go into it thinking I have one certain second shot and then he throws something out or a producer throws something out and I'm like oh my gosh you just blew my mind with that different perspective on whatever the topic is yeah it's definitely so worth the listen and the two of you bring so much wisdom to it and uh, I just yeah I, I love it so I, I really suggest people give this a listen and you want to make it a a, a regular uh, listen uh, give us, if you will, a synopsis of of 
how you became so successful at such young ages. Now, neither of you, and just to kind of set the stage here, neither of you came from what would be called advantaged household in terms of uh, wealth, right? Heath, go go first. Oh, yeah, correct. I mean, we it's almost like um, when we look back now, when we found each other, um, it's like our lives individually are so similar in so many ways, except for she's better looking and much smarter than me. But <laughs> You know, the biggest key is that we both come from we both come from very loving parents. Mm -hmm. We were we had the biggest advantage in the world of the fact that we both had a mom and dad in our household yeah. growing yeah. up that that did teach us right from wrong, did teach us work ethic. We got to watch it by example in both of our households. And so we may not have had the financial um, backing growing up, but we had definitely the role models and um, we had the love and, and all of those things. But School wasn't uh, a big thing for me, so um, I barely got out of high school. And so then I just started. I wanted to make money. Um, honestly, as a kid, all I could think about was money. My 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 focus has changed in that money is a byproduct, you know. Now, but if I'm being honest, as a young guy, mm -hmm. all I cared about was the dollar, <laughs> and <laughs> um, you know, it led me to to a lot of paths of, of a lot of things. But I started knocking on doors. 100% commission selling burial life policies and listening to Zig Ziglar, um, you know, on CDs all over East Texas, getting doors slammed to my face. And that'll teach you a lot of things um, about resilience and grit, mm -hmm. um, to say the least. And then quickly built up several agencies and sold two agencies by the time I was 23 and then set off on the um, path that I'm on now, which you said is Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and about 50 offices and about 600 salespeople. Um, you know, and it's just been a crazy wild ride that I just don't know if I ever could have thought was possible. Yeah. And you tell the story, uh, wonderfully in your, uh, in your book, Ignorance on Fire, a very highly suggested read. Which I appreciate you taking the time to read it and write my uh, recommendation. Yes. That was so huge. I, so awesome. I couldn't tell you how much that meant to us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in such a big way. So I thank you so much. I, I was honored to do that. Uh, Jenny, I, I love your story. You just, you just flat out refuse to be denied, right? I mean, you know, I, I used to be in the broadcasting business. I started out, I, and I've told you this before at a very small ABC affiliate. We, this is year eons ago, right? Cause I'm kind of an old guy now, but no. I, it was not easy to get. I used to joke every day, have my rejection letters come yet. But when I was getting, you know, trying to get in the first time, but you, you took it a, a way step further. You actually got on the road and you knocked on doors just like Heath. But tell us that story. Cause again, you just refused to be denied. Well, I couldn't get a job, Bob. I mean, I had sent out, I had spent like, you know, the last in my savings sending out these VHS tapes and, you know, and nobody with no responses, not even a, you know, a, a, a maybe not even a sure, go ahead and come out here and show us your stuff. I mean, it was no's, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, I got this degree in this and this is what I'm going to do with my life. Like, I know this is, I know that I'm meant to work in media. I know I'm meant to do interviews. I know that I'm meant to inform the world that that's my passion. And so when nobody hired me, I did a road trip with my mom. It, it was over mother's mother's weekend at college. And it was like, I was about to graduate and had no prospects. And so, um, we just went and showed up at newsrooms and finally I found somebody who would answer the door and give me a shot and I did an audition and I clearly failed the audition because he uh, did not offer me an on-air job 
but he did say, you know, I appreciate the fact that you drove all the way out here and I appreciate that you have this passion for the business. So I would like to offer you a behind the scenes job as a writer and producer. And then if you can, you know, if you can find any spare time, it'll be a reporting job, but you know, the, the writing comes first. So I gladly accepted that job. And it just, it was like every time I think of all that rejection in the beginning, it reminds me like always show up in person. It's so much harder to say no to somebody in person, Yeah, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so, so that's how I got that first job. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's just a little easier to prove yourself once you're in the door. You know what I mean? Um, and so then I just, I mean, I've moved all over the country, like you said, in the intro and, and worked my way up. I did end up getting on camera at that same station and he, and, and ended up replacing the anchor that I produced for. Uh -huh. actually. Um, and it was just, you know, it was, those were the days of 12 and 13 hour days, but I would, I really wouldn't trade it. No. And then, um, and I think we met on Twitter when you were in Indianapolis, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was, I, I think, that, I think that we would call this online stalking on my part, you know, by finding you on Twitter and saying, okay, I've got to meet you. But I mean, that, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with <laughs> ending up being able to interview you. Now, you know, once I got to Dallas, it's sort of like I would get these things in my head of things that I wanted to accomplish and know that, okay, it might not happen this second, but I'm going to keep this um, as a goal. And so I had said to you then, oh, gosh, I'm, you know, I'd love to interview at some point. And we were never in the same city at the same time until eventually one day we were. And that happened maybe, I don't know, years, <clears throat> it's six years later after we met. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. And it was about a year and a half ago when I was at a, a conference in, uh, in Dallas. You know, Bob, Bob, what's so funny is that in, if when Jenny and I met, if you would have uh, looked at us on paper, like like just like who we were really at that moment, a lot of people wouldn't have said we would work. I mean, I, I'm about as East Texan as they come. The slang is is real. And uh, my buddy, uh, one of my good friends in the very beginning, I said, man, I'm talking to this girl. You know, she's a um, anchor on the news. And and he's like, oh, she's going to dump you in no time. <laughs> He goes, your grammar is horrible, so I guarantee you it's driving her nuts in your text messages. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I texted her. I was like, hey, just so you know, I know my grammar is horrible. My spelling's bad. <laughs> and I'm fully aware of it. It's just not my strength. And thankfully, he told me that because she says to this day that that was like a huge. Well, because I can appreciate when somebody knows their strengths and their mm -hmm. um, of improvement. <laughs> well, and it also shows how great a salesperson Heath is because he he answered the prospect's objection in advance. Ahead he, of you know, right? If you overcome the objection ahead of time, you're always way ahead of the game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> See? It's, <laughs> it's funny, probably the second or third time. I mean, now that we are married and know each other, we look back and the similarities of how we were raised and, and, and how we got into our careers are very similar at the heart of the values, right? Like right. the main important things. But probably our second or third day, um, we had a kind of a big connection point on your book, The Go-Giver. Like it was a really big deal because yeah. you had not really um, met – like, didn't you come over or something and see the book? Somewhere? I saw the book on his bookshelf. I can still remember like a snapshot in my mind wow. because I'm well, granted you've sold a lot of them. So it's on a lot of people's bookshelves, but still, um, I, I thought I saw it and it was just immediately, 
you know, a shared connection. Then when I found out it wasn't just sitting there that he actually knew the book so well, <laughs> you know, and, and followed the principles and believed in it. To me, that just like it shoots straight to somebody's heart and intent and um, value system and way of doing life, way of doing business. Um, so it was really neat for me to see that. And not many people in my industry have read that book. So it's, it's not, a, it's not a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's more in my world, in the sales it's a lot, world. Yeah, my world and the sales world, it's a lot bit, you know, it's a, a much more of a common thing. And, and so I, I've always gotten it for all my guys. Um, over the years, I've, I've purchased many of them. <laughs> well, it was a neat thing. Well, and both of us have educated ourselves so much through reading. Mm-hmm. Um, neither, you know, my parents didn't go to college. They always impressed upon us, like you mentioned in the intro, you know, literacy and reading and, and just that everything is available to you. Every bit of knowledge is available to you if you go get it, you know, and take the time to digest it. So I liked that he had that as a part of his repertoire and belief system. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I love knowing that in some small way, the go-giver was, uh, was part of y'all getting together. So wow. It's thank a you. matchmaking book. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, you advertising on eHarmony. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now I, w- one success principle that both of you described in your, in your individual stories, and I know you both subscribe to this is continuing in the face of rejection, such an important principle or part of, of success. So in your, I think it was your last episode, at least at the time of, of this discussion, I think it was your last episode, Heath, you brought up how you were actually able to reframe the word no after reading the classic business parable, Go For No, which happens to be written by my great friends, Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz. You Hello. said, if I, if I recall correctly, that you were able to rewire your brain to get excited about having X number of doors slammed in your face. So you've got to, you've got to break that down for us. Well, you, you, that's the only choice you have. I mean, if you're in sales or you're trying to build a career for yourself in any way and you're trying to dodge rejection, then you're never going to make it. I mean, if the people who are trying to dodge rejection and knows are looking for the quick fix, which is usually um, going to be some kind of a fake deal that you're going to get taken for because real success is a long-term grind that will build up. And, you know, that, there was no other choice. You know, when you're out selling door to door and you, you get told no more than yes. And thankfully somebody gave me that book, go for the no. And it, that, that book go for the no taught you how to reframe it. You know, I mean, that was the thing I did. I wasn't a genius that came up with it. I read the book and said, Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why don't I go out and say, I want to get 80 no's today um, instead of going out and say, I want to get five yeses, mm-hmm. go get 80 no's because you also may end up getting 20 yeses um, versus the latter. And then every no I got was a, you know, was something to cheer for because that was my goal was to get 80 no's. And I didn't come up with it. Your buddies that wrote the book <laughs> Go For No uh, mm-hmm. were were a huge inspiration and and I reframed that, and that was the mantra around the office with our salespeople. We had go for no up everywhere. How many no's did you got? You know, did you get? And when you talk about it, and you, you know, that's what you reward. Then you rewire your brain to believe that that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, absolute, absolute gems. Uh, okay, I want to go back to your show for a moment and ask the two of you to give us uh, an example or two of what a headline might be. That would that you would choose, okay? That was in the news, and then how you would kind of riff on it, if you don't mind. 
Anything come to mind? Yes. Oh my gosh. So many. And <laughs> really it's, it's so topical. So for example, we would talk, you know, we're here around holiday shopping, things like that. We might do black Friday shopping, black mm-hmm. Friday sales. The big headline this year was that black Friday was not chaotic. People did not hit each other. No one was injured, maimed, you know, no mm-hmm. big chaos, but people are not showing up at the malls like they used to because they're afraid of that. Uh-huh. So, uh, so, so I might take, take a second shot at that is don't, um, don't, you know, forego the opportunity because one bad thing happened. Oh, you went to Black Friday one year and there were long lines and people were acting a fool. Okay, well, don't forego that the next year just because that one thing happened. It's sort of like that same principle we just talked about. Go back, go back, go back. Because the people this year who showed up got all the good deals. Ah. Full staff of people selling. Right. And they're ahead of the game with their shopping. You know, and another one may be. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think a couple of weeks back we did. Um, had, there was a news story about Instagram taking um, the likes away so that you couldn't see other people's likes, how many likes their picture had, right? Mm-hmm. And Instagram was playing with that. And so we took that and took a second shot on that story and said, you know, you've got to learn to get your worth from yourself, not oh. from your mother. You know, so we took that second shot of like, you can't be having in vain of what others are thinking about you. you got to move forward and, and, and trudge through all of the things there are and who cares what others like or think. And then you don't even worry about the likes on any of that. You've got to mm-hmm. keep doing you and be you. Okay, yeah, I love that. Those are two great lessons. Uh, those those are two great lessons, and that is that is what Second Shot is is all about. You take that headline and you just go so deep into it and and look at the actual lesson that we can that we can take as human beings, as business people. As uh, wow, thank you for doing that. I love that. Um, Okay, and I, by the way, just I, I want to ask Jenny too. You do an extension of the show, right? Called uh, Second Shot mm-hmm. Sit Downs. So you've had some fascinating guests. I mean, it's ranged from uh, cults to well, I guess a little bit of everything. Yeah. What are what are a few that you found the most interesting? Well, we yeah, we really tried to sort of hit all aspects. It was so for me as a journalist, selfishly, you know, when we do these interviews, as you well understand. They're two to three minutes. And every time I interview somebody, I think, oh, there's so much more. Like everybody Mm -hmm. has this long story. So we wanted to do long form, deep dive, super specific, super interesting topics. So right now, the most popular one is is the woman who escaped a polygamous cult. Um, She talks about how she got out. She talks about the murders that happened within her family. She talks about how she was able to reframe religion because a lot of this was done in the name of religion mm-hmm. um, and how she's able to find her own faith again after that. Um, she has 52 brothers yeah. and sisters. Oh, yeah, more than 50 siblings. Um, some, her, her mother still lives a polygamous lifestyle, although it's not a considered a cult. So that one's fascinating. Um, we have a woman named Kathy Fielder who has a, a home business where she does home decor and bedding. She lost seven figures worth of business and then built her business back up. Wow. And that's just remarkable. Cause I think a lot of people, you lose seven figures, you bow out, you yep. move on, you go work for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly raspberry was probably my favorite because as a kid oh, growing yeah. up, the kid morning, kid karatic morning show was something we listened to a lot. She got Kelly raspberry on there oh. talking, um, how after kid had died, you know, 
them having to do a second shot on the show, right? And, and trying to keep the show going with, with Kid not being there. Because they it was went fascinating. from a local show to a syndicated show. They blew up and then the main host um, passed away. So they talked about sort of how they recreated themselves. Um, yeah, there's been so many. We had uh, the guy who created Fit Men Cook. This one just came out talking about his physical transformation, you know, so we wanted to do all types of, you know, transformations and second shots. So he talks about how we went from just really unhealthy and unwell, overweight to being really top of his game, fit, sharp, and now he's created a huge business around it. So, so these, so both of these, you have the archives for both. So second oh, shot and also the conversations you, if anyone can go there, um, and, uh, and and listen to them all. Do do what do you what do we call that again? A um, yeah, you you they can, can go binge listen. Yeah, binge listen, binge listen, binge oh, listen. That was yeah, it. So the, we've yeah. got what 150 episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got now got millions. I mean, you've just got so many people now uh, that are listening to this. This has really caught on, and for good reason. It is it is really good. Now I've got to end with something, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Jenny, if you don't mind. Okay. And uh I I heard during one episode. Uh, that one of the producer, I think, was was talking about something you call or something you have called heathisms, and I can only imagine uh, what some of these yeah. are. Uh, I'm I'm kind of thinking Yogi Berra with an East Texas tinge. So, uh, yeah. can you share some of those? Oh my gosh! First of all, it's a bunch of stuff I thought was normal, <laughs> I was, I, I, and she was like, "I've never heard that." I was like, "Really?" Well. <laughs> My favorite one is Slow as Christmas. <laughs> slow as Christmas. <laughs> so when I was beating her in a bicycle race, I was like, you're slow as Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. It just means you're slow. Just really slow. Okay. Um, and then the, the journalist in me will kind of, you know, I would question these in the beginning, but now I love them. All y'all just means everybody. Yeah, yeah. of course. So what else? <laughs> um, and then he has some that are more on the motivational space, which is if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. Um, and oh, he, and he always says you can't. This is one he has to tell me a lot because I, I am always trying to look towards the future and figure out what's next, what's happening. And he always reminds me, you can't connect the dots forward, always only backwards, which mm. I think is somebody else's direct quote. So I don't want to say it's that. It's actually Steve Jobs. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, that's not Heath's original quote, but it's one he says all the time. Um, and then maybe my favorite one for the holiday season is full as a tick. <laughs> Ticks get pretty full. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I understand. They do. I well, love it. Or fixed in two. If he's going to <laughs> fix in two. Yeah. Oh, fix and tell. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> All of these are really great yeah. um, for business people. You yeah. all need to really hold on to these. <laughs> fix and tell. <laughs> and I thought all more normal. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You guys are great. I just, I, I enjoy you both so much. And, um, and I'll tell you, you're just, uh, an amazing couple and, and I've had the, the honor and privilege of getting to visit with you all several times. The last time we were, uh, joined by our mutual friend, the wonderful speaker, Shannon McCain. And of course, Little Brighton was kind yeah. enough to join us and keep us very entertained. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did. I think, yeah, yeah. she sure did. She's come walking back in the restaurant going, I went potty. Yeah. Potty. yeah. Yay, yay, potty. Yay, yeah, potty. Yay, potty. Yeah. Yay, potty. But the <laughs> funniest part was afterwards when we were all outside saying goodbye. And I, I don't remember how it began, but Somebody she must have waved to or something, and she she shook their hand, yeah. and then everybody, all the adults, started coming over to shake her hand goodbye. She just like a pro. She just 
stood there, shook hands with everybody, kind and gracious as could be. She did. That's right, Bob. Good memory. Oh, yeah. And we, I mean, I guess we, we hopefully told her, taught her to be polite, but we didn't tell her to go out and be a politician. <laughs> <laughs> she's, out there, she's getting ready for the 20, like 35 elections. Yeah. Well, whatever she's running for, I would... I would vote for her. Heath Oaks and Jenny Anchando host the immensely popular podcast, Second Shot, which you can find at secondshotpodcast.com. Heath's book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Failing Your Way to Success, is fantastic, a wonderful read filled with lessons on success. You can pick that up on amazon.com. And hey, if you want a speaker, if you want a speaker to teach, inspire, and delight your audience at your next conference, have Jenny come in to speak. You can find out how at jennyandchando.com slash book uh, hyphen Jenny. That, of course, uh, will be in the show notes along with the URL to the podcast, Heath's book, and everything you need to know about this amazing couple. Jenny and Heath, thank you so much for joining us. I wish you both continued success. We adore you, Bob. Thank you. We love the show, and it's such an honor to be on. Thanks for having us. We really do appreciate it. It means the world to us. We love you both. Be well. See you, <laughs> Bye, Bob. Bob. Main takeaway I received from Heath and Jenny is that regardless of where you come from or what you want to accomplish, if you really want it and are willing to do what it takes to accomplish it, you can. That's a lot more than just a motivational saying. It's the truth. And they both proved it. What did you take away from this amazing power couple that you're going to put into action right away in your life? Please feel free to write to me at bobatberg.com and let me know. All of John David Mann's and my books in the Go-Giver series can be found at thegogiver.com where you can download chapters 1 and 2 or just click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, Endless Prospects, The Go-Giver Way. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.